Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lounge is a member of the Pulse Podcast Network. For easy listening of this and some other great podcasts, download the Pulse Podcast Network app from the App Store. Good afternoon, football fans. This is Drew Fluffy Coach. And it's Philip Fizzy Barton. And it is the saddest day of the year. <laughs> football is over. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, oh God. I don't know what we're going to do until August, but, man, it is over. Eight months. Eight. It's, it's the best sport in America. It's also the shortest sport in America. That is right. God. I wish I've it was got... like uh, baseball or uh, basketball and lasted like 12 months a year. But... <laughs> But it's a it's a sport we appreciate that much more when it comes around. Oh and, yeah, and we got months to talk about you know college basketball. You know they're about to start you know uh, tournaments and stuff like that. You know we'll probably get this maybe some baseball and whatnot. Any like big name sports we'll try to get a little bit, but we'll still bring you news on NCAA football as first and foremost on everything. Yep. But. Today's show is just a recap of the game that was yesterday. That some people are complaining about how boring the game was. I actually kind of barely enjoyed it. Um, you don't see games like that anymore. It, it's kind of more reminiscent of uh, like the old style playing, where it's just defensive, like points are hard to come by kind of games. And especially, it's it's kind of enlightening to see in, in a day where you know everything is teetered towards the offense. It was great to see uh, a game where you know it was just defense. Not not a whole lot of penalties in the game, you mm-hmm. know, pass interference. It was actually kind of enlightening to see a game like that. How do you think? I, I, I like that there wasn't a ton of penalties. Um, I know there was the one earlier that uh, kept the Patriots' drive going that was where uh, – A little suspect. Yeah, yeah, a little suspect. But other than that, I like that the referees pretty much, you know, let them – they didn't they didn't get too involved in the game. It, it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't uh, rest on – they didn't decide the outcome, basically. Yeah, and hats off to the Patriots. Um, you know they would. It, it, this is a this is a Patriots team that's not like any other team. Usually, it's a little bit. You know, Tom Brady is pretty high powered on the offensive side. This mm-hmm. is more. This is more reminiscent of the day the that two thousand one season. They're going to beat you on the ground. You know, dink and dunk down the field when they can and beat you by defense. And that mm-hmm. was just that. In this that in this game yesterday was pretty much reminiscent of that whole season for the Patriots because. You know, say what you want about the Patriots, you know, them being like the weakest number two seed in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. They still, you know, playoff time, they seem to get it done. Year they in, do. Year out. They seem to, you know, no matter how their regular season's going, come, come, you know, November, December, going into January, you know, the Patriots are going to be there and you're going to have to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And they and they totally shut down that explosive Rams offense. I, you know, we, you and I both picked, I think everybody thought it was going to be, you know, a lot of touchdowns being scored. But has, <laughs> yeah, yeah not, I, I, I don't think anyone um, predicted 16 combined points. <laughs> well, it's the it's the lowest scoring game in NFL history as far as the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, concerned. yeah. So uh, the the least amount of points a game a winning team has scored in a in a in a victory, and you know you can't in saying that heads off not just the Patriots defense for keeping the you know Rams out of the end zone. Heads off to the you know LA's defense kept them in that game for much they of the did. game mm-hmm. it's not it's not their fault it, you know you know they're <clears> talking <throat> about how you know Aaron Donald and Dominic Sue couldn't get a lot of pressure they put enough pressure in on the Patriots to you know 10 13 points yeah 13 points towards the end of the game that's a that if you 
keeping them that many points, you should be able to win a football game. Isn't yeah, it, it, in in today's age, especially the way the Rams' offense, you know, had been going throughout the season. If mm-hmm. you if you tell me in the Super Bowl they're going to hold the Patriots to thirteen points, I'm saying the Rams win. The Rams mm-hmm. win by two touchdowns. Yeah, but, but that wasn't the case. No, at all. it was not. <laughs> and um, you know, we don't know what happened. Like Todd Gurley, just these last two games at least, it just disappeared. And they're talking about how he he didn't get enough touches. You know, he got what ten rushes for thirty one yeah. yards and a reception or whatnot. Yeah, I'm like, there's a reason why they stopped going to him because he wasn't get he wasn't being very productive at all. And that's kind of why they went away from him in the championship game as well. He's like he just it, it was it was not the same Todd Gurley as we saw in the. And you know, throughout the whole season, and even against the Dallas game, where he was like very productive then too. So it's like, yeah, you're, you're... I, I don't know if I don't know if he's hurt or if something's you know tweaked with him that they're just not talking about or what the deal is. But like I said, uh, really after after that Dallas game, he, I mean, he's he's pretty much been a non-factor completely. Yeah, it was one of those things. Like like I'm hearing all this. I'm watching Sports Center everything post game yesterday. Everybody's talking about how they didn't give him the ball a lot. When they did, like they're big, he wasn't the like he wasn't the explosive uh, Todd Gurley that we know. In the more, like that whole offense, that her full first staff was just you know non-existent. Like that yeah. they they put they put their that whole game their offense put them on put their defense in some bad holes because they had well, they had the time possession was just so skewed for the Patriots and the Patriots defense. I mean, they they pretty much sold out. Um, and, and said we're going we're going to challenge the inexperience of Jared Goff because oh, they, yeah. they stopped the run, which you know you kind of expected because that's what they're going to do because the Rams are going to try to run the ball. But mm-hmm. they basically they they stopped the run and said Jared Goff, you beat us, and mm-hmm. uh, he, he, couldn't he, could, he couldn't do it. Well, what Jared Goff is really good at, and I brought this up either last week for a pre uh, pre Super Bowl show or like after you know the Saints uh, Saints game. That's where L.A. is very, very diabolical at, is the play action. And yeah. when they're not feeding off the play, and when the defense isn't selling out in the play, that play action, you're, they're not going to win. And, that's, and, and what the Patriots were doing yesterday, they weren't flowing with – they were staying basically at their, at their check marks. As far mm-hmm. as like the defense is concerned, they were playing their gap. They weren't flowing with the ball because that's another thing is that that's probably why Todd Gurley hasn't been so well – was playing very well, at least the, last night in the game before, is that he relies a lot on that cutback. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that if you if the defense isn't flowing towards that. If they're staying home and playing their landmarks for a cutback runner like Todd Gurley, it's just not – it wasn't effective, which all – which basically shut down that play-action pass. And kudos to your boy, Stephon Gilmore. He, he had – he, he, he did. He had a, he had a whole <laughs> – he he basically made it well known, like to shut down one side of the ball, and he did. Well, if, if 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 it wasn't for Julian Edelman, he would have been the Super Bowl MVP. Well, you know, not to not to toot our own horns or anything, but I believe Stephon Gilmore was both someone we mentioned when we started talking oh, yeah. players to watch and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, as far as insight goes, we kind of know what we're talking about sometimes. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a blind squirrel to find the nut, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we 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 could do it. But, yeah, but Mike, but. but just kudos to Bill Belichick, man. He could scheme for days. He he always seems to do it. And this is probably his best like scheme as far as like Super Bowl is concerned because he's turned down a, even better than the St. Louis greatest show on turf scheme. Yeah, he just completely shut down that St. Louis or that L.A. 
Rams offense. It was just it was as a football fan who you know I I mean I played receiver. I love offense just as much as the next person. Mm-hmm. But it, it was actually very inspiring not to see the just to see the Patriots play great defense. See the Rams play some good defense because you know the the Patriots were driving a whole lot of the game. But yeah. That the Rams defense would you know hold you know hold their water and you know make the stop when they needed to count. They you know they forced a they forced an interception on Tom Brady's first pass. That Stephen Gostowski missed the field goal. You know, it was a tough. They they were in the game the whole way. Yeah, that's that's to me now. You know, I I'm I'm more of a high scoring guy. Like you said, mm. we, we've already discussed it. I thought it was going to be high scoring, more back and forth. But even with it being as low scoring as it was, and as boring uh, quotation marks as some people mm-hmm. say, um, the game until he uh, Gaskowski hit that field goal with about what a minute to go or so. It had you on your edge of your seat. Yeah, it was. I mean, the Rams were one big play away from either taking the lead or tying the thing up. Mm-hmm. It was one mistake by the Patriots that could have turned that game away. Yes, and that's yep. all. And, and honestly, they they <laughs> the Patriots need to be thinking the other McCourty brother, Jason McCourty, <laughs> for that game saving uh, deflection on uh, uh, Brandon Cooks because that mm-hmm. and that's another thing that Goff like probably wish he could have back because he was open, like wide open. He he should have hit him way earlier. Yeah. If he, if he sees him earlier, that you know we might be talking about a different game today. You know. Well, speaking of wide open. Uh, Julian Edelman, all game. <laughs> I mean, all game. I mean, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't the fact that he was having that he was going up making like some kind of crazy catch in traffic or or get and doing that getting those numbers. I mean, he was running. He was running over. I could hit him. And like, it wasn't against. <laughs> and he was doing it against like Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib. He wasn't yeah. going against slouch guys. They were. They the, the Rams made it very evident that they want they want their best corner on Julian Edelman because they see like. That he can make a difference, and he made the huge difference. Like he, he was, uh, 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 he had Roby on him a couple of times, and Roby was just so inexperienced, like he just couldn't, he could not keep keep up. Now the thing is, today, like they're talking about him being a Hall of Famer, probably never going to be a Hall of Famer. That's I what, don't, just, I, no, I don't think feeding, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Not feeding in that at all. But the fact that he he is uh, number two all time in like Super Bowl receiving yards and you know all that is pretty impressive. Like he he comes up in the big games. He really yeah. does. Yeah, I mean until they get Isaac Bruce in there, I'm not. Julian Edelman doesn't need to be in there. There's a there's a laundry list <laughs> of receivers yeah. that need to be in the Hall of Fame before Julian Edelman. Let me just say that, like including my boy Jordy Nelson, who will yeah. never probably get in the Hall of Fame, but. You know, that's just how it is. That's just the reality of it. But as far as like, it's, 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 all right, so here, here's something I'm going to kind of, we're going to kind of get off the Super Bowl for a quick second, but we are going to go with Super Bowl. Like if you were to have to pick a quarterback, running back, receiver, tied it, like if you had to set a lineup for a Super Bowl, who would your quarterback be, your running back be, receivers and tight end be? Huh. Um. Well, I mean, you know, not to not to make the obvious pick, but Tom Brady's going to be my well, quarterback. Yeah. That's mine too. Uh, I, it, it goes without saying. He, yeah. He, he time and time again, and yeah, people are people are t- saying today that he didn't like have, like you know, the most impressive game. But you know, six well, Super Bowl rings, man. Well, that's, like six that was, Super Bowls. That was another one of our keys too. We, we he didn't have to have a big game. No. They did. They did just enough. They did just mm-hmm. enough on offense. Now, granted, what they did wasn't much, but they didn't have to do much. They didn't have to. So and, and like I said, he just you know got the running game going, and mm-hmm. he just he just kind of they just kind of dink and dunk it down the field. 
that four minute drive towards the end was pretty like between Rex Burkhead and Sony Michelle. That mm-hmm. dude, the, that offensive line just grown. And people are talking. All right, we're going to go off that little you know lineup. <laughs> as as soon as I say I want to make that, going to bring that up. Like I'm starting to reminisce about last night again. They talk about <laughs> they talk about how Gronk. You know this could be his last game. He you know he didn't have the greatest season. But think yeah. about the Patriots' offense this year. It wasn't a passing offense this year. It was yeah. a run-dominant offense. And I had this – I think I brought this up last week, is that Gronk is he – could, he, could, he was just mowing people over blocking the ball. And he was receiving – that catch towards the goal line was freaking fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. So, catch. like, the, they like to say he had a down year. But as far as, like, as in my eyes, he didn't <laughs> – he still had a very solid year. They, they look too much at the numbers for mm-hmm. tight ends, like cause, yeah. you know, it's a passing offense. They forget that a tight end's other job as more than you know a receiver or whatnot is to block. Block, yep. And he and those runs like towards the end of the game, they were going right at the strong side that Gronk was on, and he was just manhandling that defense, that very very talented defensive line that the Rams have. Mm-hmm. So that's just my little spiel. So. <laughs> <laughs> But to go back to what we were talking about, like, all right, so we both agree that Tom Brady would be our Super Bowl quarterback, yeah. you know, who, without without even question. All right, so who would who, your running back be? Who would my running back be? Is this, like, all-time? All-time. Like, all-time. All time. Like, it, that's, that's been in the Super Bowl. That's been in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they've had great Super Bowl performances. Um, I, I know this is hard. We never talked about it, but I just want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, you're putting me on the spot here. I, I am. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll just give you mine because I, I, I've been thinking about this for a long time now. Okay, we'll, we'll do fluffy, so, fluffy Super Bowl lineup. <laughs> my, my Super Bowl lineup would have to be with uh, Terrell Davis at running back. Okay, yeah. Nobody dominates the postseason, including Super Bowl, more than Terrell Davis. I know watching it as a kid mm-hmm. and running over my Green Bay Packers, <laughs> you, you can't help but feel like he, he – like, what what how how they would have been if he had been able to stay healthy? Um, if I had to go with a fullback, I go Gerald Daryl Johnston. Mm-hmm. You know, Cowboys Cowboys fullback for those great teams. Receiver, obviously, you're going Jerry Rice. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no there's no getting away from that. Jerry Rice and uh, probably Julian Edelman, honestly, number two because Julian Edelman, like like we said, like the the catch the, the he had the game winning catch against Seattle. He had that amazing juggle catch against Atlanta a couple years back, and then last night's performance—it's it, hard not to put him in on that in that category for me. And then you got Gronk, who just does nothing but you know explodes in, in the in the Super Bowl. So yeah, that's I yeah I can agree with I can agree with what you're saying there. Um, and I I definitely understand Edelman, but you know to kind of backtrack, uh, definitely not. Well, or instead of Edelman, I go with my boy Antonio Freeman, you know, scoring long touchdowns, you know, <laughs> you know just having great performances. You know, he, in the two Super Bowls he had in 31 and 32, like he has a touchdown in 31, two touchdowns in 32. So, you know, I could go with Antonio Freeman if I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. We're going three wide receiver set. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There we go. It's done. <laughs> so, yeah, but that, that's just something I've always, uh, thought about like if we were to have an all all uh super bowl team that'd probably be my little spiel about that so but that's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of good super bowl performances on there but so if we're going so going off from that what like the 
it was actually like Super Bowl like commercials and stuff like that too. Like that's part of the game too, and the halftime show and all that stuff. That's yeah, part of it too. Pretty eh, Super Bowl halftime show. I, I'm know. I'm gonna go ahead and be perfectly honest. Um, I paid no attention to ninety percent of the Super Bowl commercials and pretty much most of the halftime. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, I, I I caught the the. I think the last one I remember seeing was early in the game with the Bud Light uh, about <laughs> brewing with corn syrup or whatever the hell they were talking about. Yeah. Um, but after that, I really paid not much attention to the commercials. Uh, same thing with the halftime show. Uh, I just, I mean, I just didn't watch it. I've, I've never really, especially the last like two, three years, mm-hmm. I've never, I haven't paid much attention to the halftime show. I, yeah, it, it they- was, it was on. But I was, you know, going moving around the house and, I mean, just waiting for the second half to start. To be frank, I really haven't really watched, like, been very impressed with Super Bowl halftime shows except for uh, the Katy Perry one a couple years back. That was yeah. actually the, the one I was, was like, like, oh, this is awesome. I feel like now, like, even Lady Gaga's a couple years ago was actually kind of nice too. But uh, halftime shows, you know, they try to hype them up and, you know, last year, I'm like they had Justin Timberlake and it was kind of disappointing. I was like, Oh, Justin Timberlake, you know, he could bring in so many different kinds of people to, you know, do, yeah. do a performance. And, and this year I was like, who the heck is Travis Scott? And then, <laughs> and then big boy. Yeah. Big, I, didn't, I didn't even know he was still making music. Like, <laughs> Well, I saw that they, they, they showed big boy and I was like, Oh, if he brings Andre 3000 out and they do some outcast songs, that'd be freaking awesome. Yeah. But they, he only hits one verse in one of his songs. I'm like, come on. Like, this is not even. <laughs> and then you, it, uh, it, was, it was about 10 years ago. I guess it was about 10 years ago. Uh, the, the mid two thousands, they went through that phase where they were getting like old, old, like seventies and eighties singers. I'm glad uh, it joined away from that. Yeah, uh, Bruce Springsteen, The Who. I think Tom Petty mm-hmm. was one, which I didn't mind Tom Petty. I'm, I'm a Tom Paul Petty Paul McCartney. Fan, so yeah, but uh, yeah, Paul McCartney. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they got away from that because I was like, you're losing people doing this because a lot of these people watching the Super Bowl don't even know who these people are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> But it's like one of those things like I, I would like for them to start like trying to experiment where they bring different like artists involved like just to make it like it's the biggest show. Honestly, it's the biggest concert of the year. Yeah, everybody's watching it. Not why not make it ridiculously crazy? Like, yeah, it's, have, <laughs> it's, have, it's and they only have like these this twenty minutes to do it. Not even twenty minutes to set it up, get all these different artists, play a couple songs here and there. But they could, there are so many ways you can make it so epically crazy that's ridiculous. Like the the reason why I love the Katy Perry one so much is that she's walking at she intros on a giant lion. Yeah. Like yeah. that that's the <laughs> most rambunctious entrance I've seen ever and nobody <laughs> and I feel like that's I feel like that's the Super Bowl uh, halftime show nobody remembers. <laughs> I'm like how do you <laughs> They do only that? remember the shark. They only yeah. remember the shark. <laughs> I'm like they don't remember, you know, a giant Katy Perry coming out on a giant lion and then Missy Elliott comes out of freaking nowhere. I'm like how is this not more talked about? How is it? We're going to have to start. We're going to have to start a site and raise awareness for Katy Perry halftime show. Yeah, yeah this is a this is a real issue that you're passionate about. I'm re- no, not passionate about. It's just one of the things like, why don't we see over the top stuff like that anymore? Like, it's kind of getting annoying for me because you know. <laughs> 
I'm like, Maroon 5 has so many collaborations with different kinds of artists, and you bring in Big Boy and freaking uh, Travis Scott. Like, that's, like, the most weird way of doing a halftime show. Like, it wasn't even, you know, the only reason why the women loved it was the fact that, you know. Took his uh, shirt off. Took his shirt off. (laughs) And I'm just just sitting back roasting. I'm like, oh, look, his shirt looks like my curtains. (laughs) (laughs) I had somebody say, uh, we had a a buddy over saying, why does he look like a uh, Russian mob boss in his tracksuit? <laughs> I don't know. It took, I, I know we're getting away from like the game and everything, but yeah. it, is part, it is part of the game. It right? is part of the game. <laughs> Halftime. It's a, it's a Super Bowl episode. <laughs> we're just two dudes talking about this stuff, and it's just kind of hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> But moving on from next year, they have uh, the the Chiefs are obviously the the favors for next year, followed by the Rams, then the yeah. Saints, and so Patriots fall like number three or four in that aspect. Uh, what are some surprise teams outside of those four that you think can make a real like definite push for next year? A surprise? Okay, I don't know if they're going to get to the Super Bowl. When I mean, this may not be a surprise, this may not be a hot the hot take, but um, the Cleveland Browns can win that their division. Yeah, I was just – that was just about to be mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the Cleveland to make would make to make to a little bit of noise. Not saying that they're going to go to the Super Bowl or they're going to get to the conference championship, but mm-hmm. I definitely look for them to make some noise and get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm there with you on that one because it all depends. The, the, head, the head coach is their offensive coordinator who, once Hugh Jackson left, like it, it, was, it turned on for them. Like, it went – Balls to the wall. They ha- they are very talented on defense at all three levels of the mm-hmm. field. You got you know Jabril Peppers at safety. You got Denzel Ward at corner. You know Joe Schobert, who's a very under my boy from Wisconsin, is very underrated middle <laughs> linebacker by the way. <laughs> and you got and of course you got Miles Garrett on defense. Mm-hmm. And then you got Baker Mayfield. You got Baker Nick Chubb. Nick Baker Chubb Baker, Baker good- the touchdown maker. Baker Baker the touchdown maker <laughs> and. Another rookie that was very slept on was Nick Chubb when he was yeah. at that. There's a reason why they let go of Carlos Hyde. Yeah, like halfway through the season because they they were like after they saw how great he was doing and how he can carry the team, they're like, all right, let's put him in there full time because he, he can carry the load. And they got Jarvis Landry and uh and Joku at tight end. Well, they're very talented on all phases of the game. And you you also if you think about this season, okay, they went. Um, what was, they should have beat. They should have beat the Saints. They went seven, eight, and one, right? I believe yeah. that was right. But they you say like, their the first, their first five games of the season all went into like overtime. It's like they were playing mm-hmm. in overtime every week. And had they yep. had a kicker, they would hit some field goals. They would have won at least three of those games. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you talk about the the first game of the year against, against the Steelers. They, the Steelers they tied. The next week they but they should have They had the field goal attempt and they missed it. They should have mm-hmm. hit it and that would have ended the game, but. And then you had the Saints where they had the same opportunity. <laughs> yep. And they should have beat, you know, the Red Hot Saints that everybody loves so much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm there with you on that one. The Browns are very talented, and they are going to be a team to look out for next year. So um, Also the Carolina yeah. Panthers. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping my Packers uh, fi- finally found an off- uh, you know, a good head coach. Not Nothing to take away from what McCarthy has done for the Packers, but there, these last few years has – like you could tell, like he he kind of hung around a little too long. So, yeah, well, you gotta have that. You gotta have that Bill Belichick mindset. It's mm-hmm. Better 
which is hard to do with coaches, but, you know, better to get rid of him a year early than a year too late. Well, the thing is with him, he probably should have let go some uh, coordinators. before He held on to a couple of them because what they had did in the past. Yeah. So it's one of those things like, eh, he probably held on to him a little too long. So, but as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, like, congratulations, hats off to the Patriots. They're, yep. you know, that's six that ties them for the most Super Bowls. Yeah, with the – I say Super Bowls, not championships. Not NFL championships. We we got you, Fluffy. <laughs> yeah, if anybody knows anything, I love to talk about how the Packers have 13 championships, but you know, that's not a here nor there. But this is but this is this is the most impressive dynasty that you will ever see in sports. A 20-year dynasty. They go to nine Super Bowls. Yeah. And six championships. Six, yeah, six and three in Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And it's in a I mean, you can buy championships in baseball and basketball you really can like it, it like the yankees have shown that all through the 90s you know the golden state warriors yeah they drafted most of their players but you know that you can buy players to yeah. join your team I so think, i think with basketball too not to get too far off topic but also with basketball i don't know if i'll say it's 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 easier but um one or two players can, can make the to completely switch or two i mean you could put you put LeBron James on any team, or you put any good player on a 500 team, and they're all of a sudden going to at least be a finals contender. Mm-hmm. So, and and with with football, it's not so much. It, it's no, you, you know, one player might help here and there, but it's not going to completely switch your team around. Plus, you have to be in the right system and everything. Yeah, it, it all depends. Like, there's so much more to football. That's why, you know, that's why everybody loves it. There's so many different types of types of way to win. You know, every other sport, you know, you get more than one chance to win a game or win a championship. With football, you get one game. That's it. That's it. If you and if you if you poop the bed, mm-hmm. you're, <laughs> you're crap out of luck. Yep. <laughs> if you poop the bed, you're crap out of luck. <laughs> but I mean, it is. We will get into it uh, Wednesday on our show. We will talk about you know signing day. It's signing day. We get to bring college football back for one episode. Yep, for an episode. Yeah. <laughs> And then again, we will transition between, uh, you know, other sports. But again, we will morely talk about, you know, and uh, college football first. You know, maybe some NFL news here and there too. But yeah. you know, we're we're going to we're going to probably transition to some other sports. You know, other headlines here and there too. You know, just for, just until you know, probably late August, and then we'll start doing like conference week by week updates and stuff yeah, like so that. Conference previews and things like that. Yep. So, but that's months away. Yeah, that's (laughs) (laughs) that's at least five months away before we get into all that stuff. But yep, but I I know everybody else is you know hung over today, coming back to work. Luckily for me, I didn't have to go back to work today. I did, I did, but (laughs) (laughs) but it is a sad time of year. You know, it is the end of football season, folks. But we are we do have the Alliance uh, Football League. Yeah, Alliance of American Football. That is so, kicking off next. That's kicking off this coming Saturday. Well, if you guys are trying to find some football to, to you know, you know, put a band aid over your life with, yeah, just guess, something that, to watch. <laughs> Check out the the old ball coach is going to take it around the AAF. Well, maybe he'll finally <laughs> win a championship. So, one one at Florida. <laughs> but if you mean like professional, I put professional in a quotation. You know, like yeah, this professional. Is this is basically semi-pro for them. For yeah, it, uh, <laughs> let's be real. But, 
But again, on uh, on Wednesday show, we will be back with our beers and cigars of the week, our hot hot takes and clickbaits of the week, mm-hmm. as well as you know, national signing day news. You know, but you know, is anybody going to dethrone Alabama in recruiting? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Probably little, not. Doesn't look like it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's all we got for this week, folks. Uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. See you guys back on Wednesday, guys. Uh, don't forget all the social media stuff. Find us on Twitter, at Fluffy Fizzy. Instagram, just search our name, Fluffy Fizzy Sports Lounge. Facebook, and uh, go like, share, and all that good stuff to Pulse Podcast Network. Download that out, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, Wednesday. Or yep. we'll, we'll talk to you guys Wednesday. <laughs> all right, for Philip Fizzy Barton, I'm Drew Fluffy Coach. Take care, guys. Take responsibly. <laughs>